Hey there, and welcome to Reaching Out with Michael Constable. I'm your host, Michael, and Reaching Out is a weekly podcast on a mission to make coming out easier through story sharing. In this week's episode, I chat with one of the most inspirational people I know, my friend and former go-to yoga instructor, Gustavo Padron. I met Gustavo a few years ago when I was living in Austin and was still in the closet, so it's really excited to chat with him now that I'm finally out. He tells us what it was like being gay and growing up in Mexico and the impact that Hispanic culture played in his coming out. He also goes into the impact that he tries to make for others through his career as a fitness and wellness instructor and how valuable chosen family is for somebody who's coming out. Take a listen. I am so excited for our guest today. Uh, This guest has been a friend of mine for a few years and I met him back when I lived in Austin and I'm so excited for all of you to meet him. Please welcome Gustavo Padron. Welcome Gustavo. Thank you, Michael, for having me. I am so excited to connect with you. It's been a few months, actually, it, more than a few months. It's been longer than that, yeah. Like, yeah, like a year-ish, I want to say. Probably, and I want to give I want to give some context for, for our listeners <laughs> of, like, of why you were one of the first people that jumped out to me as somebody that I wanted to have uh, on reaching out. So I lived in Austin. I lived in Austin back in, I moved to Austin in 2015. I was there for a couple of years, and during that time, I got really into yoga, and I went to this yoga studio across from where I worked. And then who do I find there being like the instructor that was my instantly connected with, um, with his class. And then eventually we became friends too. Um, another than, none other than Gustavo. And Gustavo was such a, and this is when I was in the closet too. This is back in my closeted days. I was not out. Um, and I just was so drawn into Gustavo's classes. Um, and he Gustavo has some like really challenging classes too. Like you, it's yoga, but you are working your ass off. And I was addicted to his classes. So I would keep going. I would, I was pretty much going daily at that point, um, whenever Gustavo was teaching. Um, and I just, it was just this instant attraction to him and like just his energy, his positivity and all of these things. Um, and then eventually I ended up, uh, after two years, I left Austin and came back, um, about a year later after doing some traveling, um, and during that time I had come out. And so it was just very interesting to me that I had this relationship with Gustavo, um, as friends before traveling, um, while in the closet. And then I came back and I, I still remember the day, I think I was, I was working on my travel blog at the time. And, mm-hmm. um, I think we were at the hotel that the Radisson in Austin, it used to be the Radisson. Yeah. Do you I know think we met for coffee? We met for, we met yeah, for yeah. coffee at Alfred. And then I remember I was so nervous to like tell you for some reason, even, even when, <laughs> even when coming out, like I was still nervous to tell people that I knew would like be so accepting and like mm-hmm. really happy for me. But for some reason, I still remember like feeling the butterflies that I remember telling you that I was, I think my, what I use with the words I used uh, or what I used for everybody when I came out at that time was like, I'm in the process of coming out. And I just remember being like you being so happy and so supportive. And um, I just think it's really fun because you were such a huge part of, of my like life in Austin, because I would go see you almost like every day at, at Wanderlust. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to, you know, eventually come out to you and it was really fun. And I, and I, um, I just remember like, I knew you would be so excited and, and warm and accepting. And it was like all of those things. And so um, I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you. I am so, so honored and so flattered. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I remember, Michael, you just would come to my classes, you would always kill it with, uh, so I used to teach this class for those of you that are listening, called uh, Yo Strong. So it's yoga with weights and high intensity interval training. 
And I would see Michael in like the back row, killing it, like throwing burpees, doing the most. And I was like, okay, Michael, get it. Um, And we just connected. And yeah, like you said, it was just kind of like, I feel like when you, when we connected about you coming out, I obviously didn't see it coming because I don't like to assume anything. And it's something that I feel a lot of people go through. I um, I have had friends that have been outed before by other friends or family members, and that is not okay. Mm-hmm. So I did not assume anything. I was like, oh my God, maybe he just wants to like chat about like his blog or he wants me to like write a workout for him. I was like, that's amazing. So when you told me, I was like, oh my God, thank you for trusting me, first of all. And second of all, like, this is amazing. Like, as long as you're happy, like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I totally agree. Yeah. The being out, being outed, I feel like even, even not even just being outed, but people questioning, like, or like, you know, when you hear rumors of people talking about, mm-hmm. oh, maybe, maybe Michael or maybe Gustavo is gay before you're even out to yourself. Like that is very traumatizing. It's <laughs> a very traumatizing yeah. experience. Some additional context for Gustavo here. And I don't want to like, I'm, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, give yourself a proper introduction, but I just want the listeners to know that we are speaking with what, I, in my opinion, a Austin celebrity. Like you are such a, oh I, I, I feel that way. I truly feel that way. Everybody, like so many people know you, you through, again, I'm like kind of spoiling your intro. I'm sorry, <laughs> but no, I through, love this. I love but, this. Thank you. <laughs> so obviously you, I've already like gone on about how amazing of a, of a yoga instructor you are, but also you did um, you're a soul cycle instructor for, uh, for a bit in Austin too. Um, and I, I, another memory, this is a, another memory I have of you specifically. And I do want to share this with you because I don't think I've ever told you this, but I do remember when I first came back from remote year, my first year of traveling, um, I was like in Austin for a couple months before I, I quit my job and traveled for another year. But I had this like two or three months in Austin where I had just gotten into spin class and I started going to soul cycle still in the closet, still as of this point, this is like months before I came out, which is bizarre to, to think about. But I remember um, I had no plan, like in my mind, I did not, I wasn't like trying to figure out how to come out. Like it wasn't even in my mind yet. But I remember going, being at Soul Cycle in your class. And I mean, you did, you, you were obviously like very motivational and said so many things that resonated with me at yoga too. But Soul Cycle is, is also like a little different space. It's where, you know, you, it's a very welcoming and like, you know, be yourself and encouraging space. And I do remember like having this moment in one of your classes. I don't know if it was like during a class or at the end during the stretch or something, but I just remember you, you were just saying, I don't know exactly what you said, but you said something about like being true to yourself. And it was something along these lines. And it was just like, it was something that I, 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 all these things that you said, I feel like I like absorbed them and I didn't know really what, how they applied to me, how they might apply to me coming out eventually. And at this point, this was like only a few months before I did. Um, but I do feel like you foster these like safe spaces where um, through your classes. And for me, it was specifically, I remember the soul cycle class where I was like, wow, like, like I was thinking about, you know, I was being very introspective um, after it. And I don't know. I, I, I think that you, you, I think you did help me a lot with that because having and surrounding yourself with influence, I found surrounding yourself with influences that are, you know, make sure that, make sure that, you know, it's a safe space to be yourself and authentic and, um, and all of this and all of this stuff. Um, it, you know, it, I think it really helps. Um, and luckily I was like, 
like I said, I saw you almost many days a week. So it was pretty consistent for me. Um, but yeah, I think you're amazing. I'm so excited you're here. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's, you know, I've been teaching for so many years. I'm coming actually on my 10th year of teaching fitness uh, next year. And it's easy to forget that uh, the words that I say or the wisdom nuggets that I sometimes, you know, say during classes uh, resonate with people. And I, I, I mean, it's, it's really, I hardly get any feedback right away. And I'm never looking for the feedback. I normally speak the words that I need to hear as a way to like help myself, like talk myself through it. And I'm so glad that, you know, they're landing with people. And that is kind of like what I, that is my mission to hold space for people to be their best selves, whether it be like in pigeon pose, child's pose, or like tapping it back or doing a squat. You know, it's like, that is, I'm using fitness right now as a platform to help people tap into their source of confidence, tap into their sense of authenticity and to do what feels good, whether it be on the mat, on the bike, on a squat rack, just so that, because when you feel good, you attract good things to into your life. When you feel good, you're in this like high vibrational energy and you're able to access more of that. Whereas if you're like stuck in this low vibrational energy, you're attracting people, circumstances, events, settings that vibrate in that same frequency, right? So exercise movement is a great way to elevate your energy to uplift your frequency and this is why i'm so passionate to continue to share fitness wellness with people because the end goal is for you to feel good the end goal is not for you to have six pack abs awesome if you get them if that makes you feel good but that is not the intention the intention is for you to feel good because when you feel good good things come to you yep i i love how you said that um and i i've already kind of like i didn't mean to steal any of your thunder and introduce you or introduce you for you. So let's take a step back and I wanna give you uh, the option or the, the opportunity to introduce yourself to the audience. Um, I know you a lot has changed since um, since the that time I came out to you a couple of years ago. Um, and I know you've been up to a lot of new things. So do you wanna share what you've been up to uh, with the audience? Yes, I, um... <laughs> wow, I'm like, what have I done? Um... First and foremost, I am a yoga instructor, meditation instructor. Um, I also teach other modalities of movement. And like I said earlier, the intention is for my students and the people that take my classes for them to feel good. Um, I also do and write for a couple of uh, local uh, publications. I'm a contributor for a couple of local um, Austin for those of you listening elsewhere in Austin, for a few wellness uh, outlets. Uh, I also do some content creation online, and I also teach for Glow, which is a wellness platform, uh, primarily fitness, yoga, meditation. I am the worst at introducing myself. No, the, other day, the, other day, the other day, one of my friends was like, hi, can you brag about yourself? And I'm like, I, I don't... I." I don't know what to say. I was like, can you brag about me for me? I was like, because I feel like that. And it's always nice when someone introduces you, I feel, because I feel like a lot of the times I'm like, oh, that's true. I've done that. Oh, I did that. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. You know? So 
this is me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Were you, I'm so curious, were you the kid? Cause this is, this was a 100% me. The kid, like even, I'm not going to say kid. I'm going to say grown ass adult. Like I still do this where even at work or if I'm in, I don't even know, some new setting where we're going around and having to like say our name and come up with a fun fact or a couple sentences about yourself. I get so nervous before doing that. And it, it almost is like paralyzing where I'll be in my mind, like trying to come up with like a script of what to say. And then when it comes time to talk, like I am stuttering, my heart is racing. I don't say anything that I intended to say. And it's just like this absolute mess, but that's kind of like what, what I do when I have to introduce myself. I don't like it either. <laughs> I mean, I, I hear you. I believe it or not, I am super shy and I just have to deal with it when I'm in front of, you know, a lot of people teaching fitness, like, I have to use those nerves as motivation. Otherwise I'll just be like paralyzed, like a deer, just like looking at lights, like what's happening. I would right? never so, have guessed that about you. <laughs> well, it's taking a lot of practice. It's taking a lot of practice for sure. Um, but yeah. And I, and I feel like, I mean, even growing up, I was really shy. I was always like timid, just like very much like into like my own little world. And um this is why I feel like one of the reasons why it took me so long to come out. Uh, I didn't come out until I was 21. Of course, I knew that I was gay early on. I knew that I was gay maybe when I was five years old. Oh my gosh. Uh, Could you yes, explain that? I, what do you mean? Or how do yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, I, I was just attracted to boys. Like growing <laughs> up, growing up. I was that's, a, that's a pretty to, good time. Like, other boys, you know, I was just like, oh, like, yeah, they were my friends, but I also like never was like, oh my God, like I'm in love with like so-and-so, my girlfriend, you know, like she was my friend, but like, for instance, like they were in, even in, yeah, there was, this was kinder, kindergarten in Mexico. I was just like, oh, like I'm attracted to this little boy mm-hmm. and I could just feel it. I mean, obviously I couldn't tell you, right. But then Growing up in uh, in Mexico, I think made it a little more challenging for me to come out because my family, not necessarily my parents, but like my extended family is so traditional. And me being the oldest grandson and the firstborn of my family, my immediate family, it was, I always thought that it was going to be a big disappointment for my family for me to come out. So I always had this, belief that I would not be successful if I came out, that I would not be loved if my family knew who I truly was. So it it took me a lot of of time to really marinate. And what really helped me was moving from home, going to college. I moved from, um, so I was raised in Mexico, North Mexico, Chihuahua. And then I moved to a border town about five miles, what is that, west, five miles west of Mexico, or southwest of Mexico, rather, this tiny town called Presidio. Hopefully I get my coordinates right. Um, (laughs) And that's where I graduated from college, excuse me, from from high school. That's where I graduated from high school. Um, And then after graduating from high school, I moved to Austin. So I moved to Austin in 2008. in high school, I had a, I had a few, um, what do I want to call them? 
I experimented. Let's just say that. <laughs> I, I had a few encounters. I had a, a few, few encounters. encounters. And encounters, yes. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, this is me. You know, like, I never had a girlfriend. I did have a crush on, like, my best friend, my best girlfriend. Uh, but it was mainly platonic. It was never, like, there was not that chemistry, that affection, that attraction there. And it, uh, it was... I don't know, just growing up in a really small town made it a lot way harder for me to come out and say, this is me, this is who I am. However, a lot of my close friends were also gay. Like we all knew we were gay. There was like four of us that hung out together. We all knew we were gay, but we never came out to each other. And it was so mind blowing to me because I'm like, oh my God, like I, what? Like, yeah, I feel like we're the same. And, but we got along so well. And we always like, I don't know, we, we were just there for each other. So when I moved to college, I had much more freedom. And I also um, didn't really care what people s- said about me because I was new to, I was in a brand new city. I knew no one. And it was a perfect opportunity for me to, in a way, um, have a do-over to start all over again so um yeah in college I uh had more experiences and that just solidified this principle for me that it was okay to come out so uh, when I was in college I never needed to introduce myself as like oh I'm gay like I never had to do that you know like I never had to come out to anyone um yeah which I kind of find for me at least it was just really um gratifying because I didn't have to explain who I was I'm like this is me yeah. you know and I I never had to be like oh and by the way I'm gay yeah um coming out to my family was a different story though uh so I came out to my mom and my brother um, when I was 21 years old. So just 10 years ago. Are these the, (laughs) is this the first time you came out to anybody in person? Correct. Or came out to anybody in general, I guess. Correct. Yeah. This was the first time that I came out to anyone. Like I, in college, I never had to be like, Oh, I'm gay. By the way, I just, I was just living my authentic life. And I think that people, people knew. So you had yeah. more or less three years before you even had to say it or like come out to anybody. Exactly. Wow. That's yeah. really interesting. I mean, I feel like I was just so blessed because for me, I mean, coming out to my family and my friends was really challenging. Like I, I it takes me back to like that feeling that you had when you uh, told me that you were like, I just felt like, you know, like butterflies and whatnot. I'm like, that's how I felt exactly. Um, the, uh, the coming out with my mom and my brother was, how do I want to put this? It was very casual in a way. And we were watching a show and Ricky Martin was in that show. And I said out loud, I said, oh, I want to have twins like Ricky Martin. And then my mom goes, are you gay like Ricky Martin? And I'm like, yeah, I am. 
And then I go, do you want to talk about it? And she was like, sure. We talked about it. And I was more like, well, you know, I feel like I'm bi. I don't think that I'm gay. Kind of like giving them hope in a way. And I still like, kind of like regret that in a way because I had to come out twice, basically. Because literally like, hi, let me correct you. Yeah, because for me, I thought that it was going to be easier to just be like, oh, I'm bi. That way, like, you know, they like kind of like get used to it. But no, no, like I did not know better. So I just thought that would have worked. I'm like, oh, I'm bi. Um, So my mom was like, okay, well, maybe like try to like experiment and like date women and see what's up. And I was like, "Uh, okay, I'm not going to date women. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So then um, I think the following year, uh, one of my really good friends from college got engaged and my mom is friends with her. And she was like, oh, I saw that so-and-so got engaged. She was like, I really loved her for you. And I was like, mom, I am gay. She was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I mean, granted, it took my parents. And then eventually I came out to my dad. It took my parents a few years to like actually uh, come to terms with that. Uh, when I, we had a really beautiful conversation afterwards and it was basically like them saying like, we love you. We support you no matter who you are, no matter what you do, like we've always known you, uh, and nothing changes about you. So we just want to make sure that you know this. So that for me kind of like, was just, it just took a load off my shoulders, just feeling accepted by my parents. And that was, that, that moment was a couple, you said a couple years after you came out to them? Yeah, it was like a, like a year, year and a half. Yeah. What was that? So, I'm really, I'm really curious. What was that year, year and a half in between, like for, between the, the three of you? Um, because I think that that's something that I personally am still dealing with um, and working mm-hmm. through. And I think that is probably a pretty common experience for people who come out to their parents um Mm -hmm. is you know parents need need some time to kind of adjust their Mm -hmm. expectations that they had for you but I'm so curious what what that year year and a half was like for you and if did you have to do anything proactively to kind of get them to that point where they were able to say uh that they you know love and support you no matter what it it just nothing really happened nothing really happened in a year and a half it's kind of like this waiting moment where you're like, mm, I don't know what's happening. And I didn't want to bring it up either because um, I hardly got to see my parents. Like I only see them for like holidays or like special locations. So I never really um, gave myself the opportunity to ask anything or clarify anything for them. Uh, right now, I feel like, you know, what, seven years later, whatever years later, uh, I feel like I'm in a different place and our relationship has is more tight knit. We're a little closer. So I feel like if that would have been the case back then, it would have been easier to have that conversation. And I mean, it's just a really healing moment when you're able to like fully put your heart out there, be super vulnerable and just be like, this is who I am. And then being like, amazing. We love you. 
or you know it's just the thing is like the conversation can go a lot of different ways and I what kept me from coming out was oh my god my parents are going to disown me they are just going to like you know be like get out and there's so many horrible stories out there and I just felt like I didn't want that to happen to me. So I wanted to make sure that I was financially stable, that I had a home or an apartment before doing any of that, because I just didn't know. I had this assumption that they were going to just be like, get out, bye, we don't want you. And it, it, it's so sad because that's happening around the world. And I, I hope that whoever is listening to this and is on their process of coming out to know that, to not make assumptions, to just, you know, <laughs> build up the uh, confidence to tell your people who you are and trust that there's good people out there that will accept you. And that sometimes, you know, like family, it's not the people that raised you. Sometimes you have your chosen family and there's a lot of amazing support groups out there for you um, that can always support you, that can always love on you. And it's just really important for all of us to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Before we keep going, I, I've been taking some notes because you said a lot of interesting things that I'd love to, to kind of follow up. Okay. On. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. So one thing, um, so kind of going back more to your growing up, you mentioned, um, you were, you know, you had known, you known for basically, you know, essentially your whole life um, that you were gay. Um, but you said that growing up in Mexico, uh, maybe not with, not as much with your immediate family, but some of your extended family, um, you thought that that was going to be um, extra challenging and made you, made you stay, probably stay in the closet longer than, you know, you would have preferred to be. In terms of, you know, for listeners who uh, are wanting to kind of understand a little bit better, is there anything specific about like, was there anything specific about like growing up in Mexico that made it feel that way? Does that make sense? <laughs> it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. And just to give you a little bit of context, uh, in the Hispanic culture, there's a lot of uh, this machismo energy. And it's always like, you know, the man, you're the man of the house. Like um, you cannot do dishes or like mop the floors. That is a woman's job. And honey, it is the 21st century, like, no, anyone can do whatever they want, you know? So, but I mean, growing up around that energy, growing up around that culture was really toxic for me, like toxic masculinity, like at its finest for sure. And um, I remember hearing conversations of adults in my family making fun of people that were gay, calling them really ugly names. And I, I, I heard that and I'm like, I don't want them to call me that. So that for me was really hurtful. And I think that that's why I never wanted to come out because I did not know, I did not want my family to say those words about me. And it, it's just like, we, and it was mainly like older men joking, making fun of someone for the way they walk, the way they dress. Uh, and that's not okay. You know, they were doing it to like, just like have like a joke while drinking a beer, but I'm like, 
you never know who's listening. And I, I kid you not, maybe to this point, they don't even know that what they said 20 years ago had an impact on me. No idea. I bet, I bet they had no idea. Exactly. Because they were just like joking. They were like, oh, like it's, you know, I'm like, no, no, no. Like there's ears everywhere. So this is why it's so important when you're talking about anything, period, just like being mindful of like who's around you. Because people can hear that and they can take that to heart, whether you're joking or not, but it's the 21st century. You should not be joking about that, period. Like there's nothing to joke about. Let people live their lives. Joke about, I don't know, something else. Joke about like, you know, the way you dress. Yeah, get a little more get a little more creative. Like don't, <laughs> you don't have to go for that kind of stuff yeah, for your joke. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. Talk about something else. Like pick up a book, like have like a little like you know, uh, book club instead. I don't know, man. It's just, so that was really challenging for me growing up in Mexico and just experiencing toxic masculinity at, at its finest made me feel really insecure about who I was and wanting to come out. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And it, it really resonates too. Um, I, I didn't grow up in Mexico. I grew up in like Midwest suburbia, but so in certain environments, like you get those kind of comments where people don't even realize, I mean, they're, especially growing up as kids, kids don't realize what they're saying really. And so growing up in like a playing, a like growing up playing football and being in that environment for the better part of my life. And then in college being in a fraternity, like you're just in these environments where those kind of comments get slung around so freely. And, you know, I, I don't even, you know, no one's even, no one understands that these kind of comments like really stick with you. And I'm surprised at the things that certain comments that I, that still stick with me today. Um, similar to what you're talking about. It's crazy. Like how your brain works and attaches or like absorb some of these things. And you're like, this was some random day when I was 14 and I still remember it. Like it was yesterday. Like, but then again, I can't tell you what I had for lunch yesterday. Like it, it's the way it's crazy. The stuff that you, that sticks with you and kind of, it, it's uh, so wild. And yeah. I feel like, you know, th there's this saying, like, people will forget what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. And I think it goes both ways, whether it's positive or negative. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, words, you know, they have a lot of power. So this is something that I uh, practice when I teach, just like speaking with the utmost respect, because especially in fitness classes, it can be really, really easy for people to take on everything you say. They're so open energetically, right? So anything you say and the way you say it can impact can trigger something in their cells, in their body. And it can just create more disease, more trauma in their body, in their lives. So um, yeah, the power of words, I tell you. Um, what else? Oh yeah, I had I took a note too. I am so interesting or interested in the dynamic between you and your your gay friends that you met uh, in college. How you never came out to each other. I mean, I'm assuming at some point it had like there had to be a moment where I'm kind of picturing like the Spider Man meme where they're just pointing at each other. Like you, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was that was how did it, it how did it happen? Like what happened with that? I'm so interested. So one of my best friends uh, ended up moving to the Austin area and he 
was in Austin basically every other day and he would spend um, the night with me. He's like my best friend. And um, I would always talk to him about boys. So I'll be like, oh, like I'm talking to so-and-so or like, oh, this happened. And, oh, we should go to the gay club. And he, I never, but I never came out to him. I, I was never like, oh, listen, um, I am gay. Like I bypassed that and I just like talked to him like if he already knew. Obviously I made the wrong assumption, but he kind of went with it. So it was like, okay, cool. Like, I guess I don't have to come out. So it kind of made it easy. And also one time we were at a, at a gay bar and he knew someone from back home that they both went to college. And this person yells at him like on the dance floor. And he was like, wait, I did not know you were gay. And my friend wasn't out yet. Like he wasn't out to me. He wasn't out to anyone. So I heard that. And it was around his birthday. I heard that. So then later on, I was like, hey, let's go like get some birthday shots. And then I go, hey, like I overheard something. uh, And I just kind of like want to chat with you and let you know that I'm here for you if you need any help. He was like, did you hear what so-and-so said? And I was like, yes. I was like, hey, listen, like, you don't have to, like, we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to talk about this. We can just take the shot, but just know that I'm here for you. He was like, no, 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 like, I actually do want to chat with you. Like, it's been something that I've been wanting to tell you forever. You are always so, he goes, so comfortable telling me, like, what's happening in your life. And I feel like this is a big part of who I am. And I just want to share with you that I am also gay. I'm like, I was like, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. I know that I never actually came out to you. And I thought that I did not need to come out to you. (laughs) That just because I was sharing so many things about my life that you kind of like knew, but I am also gay, just in case you needed that clarification. (laughs) And we had an amazing birthday shot and our friendship just grew stronger because of that. Um. And then another one of our friends that was also there, he was not ready to come out yet. Oh, he was there so too at the same time. He was there too in that same bar at the same club. Like, I mean, we all hang out together. He was not ready to, to come out. Um, and I did not, obviously didn't even ask him anything, but a few years later when he moved to Austin, he told, he told us. And, and that's the thing, like you just have to give people space. Uh, but it's also, I think, important for your people to know that you're there for them. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I love that. I love that there is just this like unspoken bond between you guys, and you didn't. It didn't even need to be said. Nothing, nothing. And I mean, I feel like we could have gone on with our lives and not spoken about it explicitly. Like being like, "Oh, I'm gay." It was more like just sharing about your life and. You know, but also like there's this kind of like closure in a way that you're like, oh, like this is who I am. And I never told you, you know, and I think it's important to like close that loop and be like, okay, this is who I am. And I want you to know, uh, even though you kind of like already knew. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's beautiful. What do you think initially or what do you think drew the three of you together? Yeah, yeah, they're like my best friends from, I mean, I've known these people since I was like 12 years old, you know, and I don't know, it was just like an instant draw, like it was an instant draw. Um, 
well, at first, like me and my best friend really hated each other. <laughs> I, so I was in ESL. I was in um, ESL programming. So I spent most of my time in that program. And that's where I met one of my friends. Um, and then my other best friend, he was just in regular classes. So I would always see him out and about just like doing the most and just like super like fabulous. And I'm like, yes, love that. But then we never became friends until like, I think eighth grade. I think we knew each other in sixth grade, but then we didn't really become closer until eighth grade. But like we knew of each other. Um, but yeah, they're, they're so, so awesome and the kindest people ever. Um, but uh, it's just, you know, I feel like the universe gives you a, a group of friends, a group of people that will support you whenever you need that support and whenever you need that reminder to keep being yourself. And that has been, they have been that for me, that support group. I love this story even more knowing, and now knowing um, that you met so much earlier, because I feel like that's even more rare. I think it's rare. I think it's rare, you know, and I just feel so blessed because I have them. Yeah. Like whenever I had like, questions or I whenever I felt like sharing something that was really personal and I knew they would get it yeah uh especially I mean they're also Hispanic so they understand uh, the Hispanic culture and the traditions yeah so it, it's it's really easy like whenever we hang out for the holidays we always just like chat about like okay so how did it go with your family this time when you brought your boyfriend you know um, or what are your parents saying? Have they like come to terms with you being gay or you moving in with someone, yeah. you know? So it's, it's, it's been things like that, that you don't normally talk about with other people that haven't, didn't grow up where you grew up. Yeah. You guys, you guys connected on a lot of different levels then it sounds like. It's in so many different levels. Yeah, no, and it's, and it's so special, you know, and it's so special. And even though, even though we all live in Austin, uh, we try to see each other at least once a month. I mean, life gets busy, things happen, but we do try to connect at least once a month. I mean, I text with them like regularly, but uh, at least like, you know, FaceTime um, once a month. And it's just, it just fills my heart in so many different ways because I have so many awesome friends and I love them all dearly. And also I know that I can truly just like let everything down with them. And I'm just like, okay these are my people that, you know, even in my messiest days, they're going to be there for me. I love that. Having that support is, is really, I, I mean, I think it's invaluable because I had certainly had like certain people that I needed to help or to be like my kind of my rock as I was going through this process. And I could like give updates to, I mean, I, I think it was mostly girlfriends too at the time. Cause I didn't, I didn't have yeah. a, a ton of gay friends, um, as I was coming out. Um, but, uh, so I like leaned on my girlfriends a lot because girlfriends have like been my best friends throughout my entire life. So, um, I totally feel that you also made another really interesting, um, comment when you talked about moving to or starting college and it being like a fresh start for you to kind of, like you said, you didn't even, you were out or you were, yeah, you were living as a gay man for three years before you even, um, had to come out to anybody you just you were yourself and you didn't need to come out you, or you didn't feel like you needed to explain it to anybody which I think is super amazing and empowering 
Um, and I, it resonates with me so much because, or I'm curious to hear actually, um, do you think it was, it was that like change of scenery that, you know, you no know, people probably, I'm not sure how many people you knew going into college, but like, you know, it, was it a factor of no one knows me here. I can reinvent myself or be whoever I want. And no one's going to be like, Oh, Gustavo, why are you acting so different than how I know you? Cause I think I, in my, in my opinion, and I'm curious if other people feel this way too, is that when you know people for long enough and they have a perception of who you are, you feel it's very difficult to break free from that and change, you know, major things about yourself. It's just, it's just challenging. I find, I found it challenging. Um, and so I'm curious if that was kind of what was going on with you when you moved to college, because you mentioned it was um, this fresh start for you. Um, so the other friend, so there were four of us I mentioned earlier. So I had one friend that was also moving to Austin with me. And before we moved, we, he came out to us. And it was a beautiful process because I was already kind of like in that same like feeling of like, I was already experimenting in, in, in high school with um, being gay. So when he came out to us, I'm like, oh my God, that is so brave. That is amazing. Like, I kind of just like want to learn more. Like, what is it like? You know, and he shared his story with us and that just made us even closer. So I originally had plans of going to Texas A&M College Station. Like I had a um, just grand plans of going there that I was, everything was set. And I switched my mind maybe like three months before I graduated high school to go to UT because they gave me a better scholarship. My friend, my, the fourth friend was going, coming to UT as well. So when he heard that I was coming to UT, he, we had a fallout. He was just like, listen, like, I don't want to be known in Austin. Like I want to live my best life. Like, I really don't want to like talk to anybody that I know because that's going to keep me from going back to my old ways. And I totally, I totally respect that and got that. So we didn't connect in college. Like at least the first semester, we never connected. And I mean, he's been like a close friend of mine. You know, I had known him since, uh, yeah, middle school as well. Anyhow, long story short, that also inspired me to just like start my own life. Be like, you know, like no one knows me here. Let me just like start fresh. Like, I don't have to explain anything to anyone. Like, I don't have to uh, act a certain way. So I'm respected. I can just be myself without having to explain to people who I am. If people ask me, are you gay? I'm going to say, yes, I am. I'm not going to be like, mm, maybe, or like, oh, I'm bi. I was like, no, no, like, this is not the time to lie because then I'm going to have to come out to all these people that are now my friends. You know, so it was, it was actually for me easy to not come out. It was just easy for me to just do me, be me. And if someone asked me, I would say yes. But that was um, the beautiful thing about it. Um, there was also another person that came to college from my uh, class. They graduated from my same class. And this person was really gossipy. And she took a lot of drama back home things that I would be doing in Austin, things that my friend was doing in Austin because this person knew who we were. So she would text and call and 
just put a lot of like noise out there that was not necessary. So that also made it kind of hard to like fully come out going home, going back home. Um, and it's, it was just a really ugly thing to do. It was, yeah, in a way it was like this person was outing my friend and I without our consent. Um, so for me, like I said, it was just easy to like not hang out with this one person that was gossiping about me. And eventually my friend and I made up and it was the most beautiful thing because my first semester in college, I was not going out at all. I was just studying, um, going to like dinners with uh, my study groups. I was very, I was just like literally the definition of a little nerdy person, just like in the books, always studying, just because I did not know a lot of things and I needed to make sure that I was there to study. Um, so it wasn't until the second semester when I, my friend and I made up and we just started like going to the clubs and like doing the most and we had the most fun and he introduced me to a couple of his friends and I just felt more comfortable being around gay people and that just helped my coming out um, be more smooth because I would ask the same story. I would ask the same questions that you're kind of asking me like, okay, so how did it go for you when you came out? You know, I was trying to get like a feel for like, okay, so what should I expect? Like, you know, what, what's going to happen? And, um, it was because of that, like small group of people that I had my second semester of college that I really blossomed. And then I just never needed to introduce myself to anyone. Like, hey, I'm just Gustavo. Yeah. This is me as a person. Yeah. I love that. And I absolutely love that. I felt I it resonated with me when you when you said that the fresh start was like was really nice for you. Um, because I look back on I look back on my coming out when I came out in I didn't intentionally leave Austin and start traveling um, for the hope of me feeling, you know, finding myself to come out. Maybe subconsciously I was doing that. But looking back, I sometimes think I'm like, if I weren't to have had that two year period where I was kind of nomadic and traveling around after I left Austin, would I be out right now? And I don't know that I... I don't know. I'm not going to say that I would, I wouldn't be, but I really don't know because the, when I think about had I stayed in Austin, um, which I love Austin, I didn't leave Austin because I didn't like it. I am in love with it. However, I like kind of what I was hinting at before when I, when I, uh, when I asked the question, I felt I had, I knew so many people there and they knew me or they knew that version of me that I, the two years I had been there two and a half years. Um, I don't know that I could have all of a sudden come out and just one day been like, Oh, by the way, I'm gay. Like, I, I don't I can't see me. I can't like visualize me doing that. And so for me, I absolutely needed, I felt like I needed that, like that fresh start, uh, or like a, a clean break and a clean slate to kind of move somewhere or be somewhere where nobody knew me. And I could be kind of like you in college, just from day one, more, more or less not having to come out to people. Um, and if somebody asks you if you're gay, it's the answer is yes. So that's why part of why I moved to San Francisco after I was done traveling was I didn't think that I could 
I didn't see me moving back to Austin right after that because it seemed too weird for me to go back to that to that city with all of my friends there and just be all of a sudden be this like new person. I could have done it, I'm sure. But at the time that seemed like not an <laughs> that didn't seem like an option. And so I was like, I'm gonna go somewhere that is very gay friendly. And so I can like, you know, catch up on lost time, I guess. Um, and just start fresh and like, and have that moment where, or have those experiences where you don't have to come out to everyone. Um, and you can just be yourself and not have to, you know, preface it by the fact that you're gay. You can just be yourself. And then if people ask you, then you say, yeah. Um, but that's why I was so interested when you said that, because it really, it struck a chord with me for sure. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you no. for, for sharing that. I, I think that it definitely makes it easier does for sure I think that it makes it easier the environment that you are in when you are in the process of coming out can sometimes shove you deeper into the closet because it's it's sometimes harder to come out to a lot more people that than it is to just kind of like be like okay like this is me and I can just kind of start fresh however not all of us have that luxury to just like pick up and move, right? So it's like, how how can I be my most authentic self and also deal with my fear of telling the people who I am, telling people who I am, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's it's a constant dance, I feel of like, okay, how comfortable am I telling people who, telling people about who I am or what, uh, how I identify myself as, right? So it's, it's a constant dance and you will only know when you feel comfortable and you don't need to like come out, you don't need to come out to everyone right at once. Um, take it step by step. Like if it feels good to you, then do that. If it's like, you know, it's, you're letting people into such a intimate part of who you are and not everybody needs to know that. Not everybody needs access to who the real you is. And, and I think that's really important to remember. It's like, you don't have to make like a, like a PSA about it. It's more about like, if, if it's meant to strengthen your relationship, your connection to this one person, then that's awesome. But if, if it's only gonna stress you out more, then there's, no need to say anything yet maybe yeah that is how i see it i agree and i feel like there there are i remember it, i feel it in the coming out process sometimes it is it, i found this kind of interesting and looking back i kind of i find it funny but at the time it was stressful is along that line of not feeling obligated to come out all at once or to come out to everybody there are going to be people who will take the order in which you tell them or they find out whether they find out from you or someone else personally, and they make it kind of about them, which is very, which is an interesting dynamic, but you, you might have people who are like, why didn't you tell me sooner? Or why did you tell so-and-so before you told me? And just remember for those listening, that is not something you should concern yourself about. You do that. You come out to who you want to and when you want to, whenever you feel like it, you do not need to have the carry the pressure of the order of people you come out or the, the order of people you come out to 
or who you come out to. For me, I, I, there was a small list. There was a list of people that I wanted to hear from me. And then the ultimate boss was like my parents. And then once I was like, once I tell my parents, I don't give, I don't care at all. Who knows that's then it's over and I'm done like coming out officially or formally. Um, mm. So just make sure this is not about other people and their reaction mm-hmm. to whether or not you tell them directly, you get to choose that and it's up to you. So <laughs> I would encourage people to try to not stress about that. Yes. I love that. And actually, I mean, I just came out to the people that mattered. That's why I don't think I never made it like a big PSA. I just came out to my parents, some of my family, not my entire family knows. I mean, they know because of my social media and like I have a partner and they know because of that, but I never like explicitly sat down with them and said, hey, listen, I am gay. Why? Because I am not close to them. Why? Because my it doesn't really matter like my relationship with them is not that tight knit yeah you don't owe it so i you don't owe it so so, anybody exactly and you don't and you don't own you don't owe anyone anything you know it's like so like what you were saying like the ultimate boss was my parents i'm like oh my god yes and that was i think like one of my biggest um my biggest fears for my parents to find out before through another source before I told them. That was always a constant fear, especially with that one other person that also lived in Austin and was gossipy about it in a smaller town. I was just like, mm, you know, like I would hate for my parents to find out before I actually sit down and tell them. But I feel like after like I clarified with my parents for the second time, I didn't care who else knew, who else found out. And I didn't feel the pressure to tell every single person that I was meeting. So I think that now that you said that, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, that makes so much sense. Like I never like literally, whenever I would introduce myself to someone, I was never like, hi, my name is Gustavo and I'm gay. No, it was just like, hi, my name is Gustavo. And wow, yeah, big, big like epiphany there. I'm like, oh my God, yes, big boss. And then like, who cares about anybody else? Yeah, and yeah, like you were saying, just you know, when you feel comfortable for whoever's listening and needs a little guidance on this, whenever you feel comfortable, whenever you feel ready, do so with the people that you feel the most connected with. Not everybody deserves to know. Um, not everybody deserves your time and attention. Uh, just be really, really, that's the word that I want to use. Just be really cautious with how you spend your energy. Is there anything else in terms of since you've been out um, that or anything that you want to share with people who might be coming out right now or are considering it that you uh, would like to share with them? You come to a point in your life when you're comfortable with who you are, that you don't need to explain to people who you are. And if you're not there yet, don't worry. You'll come to terms with who you are. You'll start to accept and love yourself. And it's not going to matter. What people have to say about you is none of your business. That's a RuPaul quote. <laughs> what people have to say about you is none of your business. Um, and it's just something, it's just, I know, I, I love RuPaul. And it's just something to remember that regardless of where you live or what your situation is post coming out, it does get better because you start to love yourself deeper. You start to accept yourself more. And that is the real glow up. 
that is when you're like, okay, like I'm comfortable in my skin. I know who I am. And I really don't care what people have to say about me. You know, uh, a lot of the time, a lot of the times when people say something negative about you or something mean about you, it's normally a projection and insecurity from, from within that it triggers something in them and they want to make themselves feel better. So they say something mean to bring you down. Right. But if you're comfortable in who you are, you're going to let that just literally glide down your back, brush off your shoulders. Yeah. I, what you said about, you know, eventually you, once you're more comfortable with yourself and you start to love yourself more. And I completely agree with that. It is, it truly, truly, truly blows my mind. Uh, that something that I wanted to change about myself for so long and would have done almost anything to change has quickly become one of the things that I love and appreciate most about myself. It, I don't understand how that happened. I, I you know, it, it truly blows my mind. I, the 180 that occurred happened so fast and looking back, I'm like, I, I don't understand it. I don't, why did it take so long to begin with? you know, and I'm talking, you know, so long is obviously going to be is subjective um, to your personal experience. But I'm just, I am, it's so interesting that you say that because it it's exactly true in my experiences. Um, you know, I wouldn't be making this podcast if, you know, I, if, it, if that weren't true, because, um, because I, if I wasn't so, you know, because of the growth that I've experienced and the amount of the, the amount of self-love that I've gained from the last three or so years, um, you know, it's gotten me to a point where, you know, I was like, I want to share this and I want to, you know, I want other people to, who are struggling through this experience to like, know that it truly, you know, it, like you, you said before, it gets better, like a hundred percent, you know, hopefully, um, you know, obviously I, we can't speak for everybody's experience. Everyone goes through their own, their own journey, but um, it is definitely possible. Um, and it is. And I am um, just like seeing you shine so much on Instagram. I mean, that's how I keep up with my friends. Just like, you know, knowing, knowing you like pre coming out, knowing you like post coming out, like there's this just like lightness to you. Like, I, I feel like you've stepped into like, you know, who you are and you're just like really confident in like who Michael is and what Michael can offer this world and and that is possible for every single person that eventually comes to terms with loving themselves doesn't matter how you identify yourself as as long as you love yourself you're gonna find people you're gonna find environments you're gonna find settings circumstances opportunities that match that and that is what we're talking about earlier like that is the reason why I teach fitness to help people feel good about themselves because when you feel good you start to attract all these amazing things that vibrate with that same frequency if you hate yourself which I hated myself for so long because one I was gay two I was overweight three I just didn't like myself at all it was some of the darkest years of my life growing up because I hated everything about myself and 
I'm not saying that I like completely and unconditionally love myself now. It's a practice. It's something that I have to like do every single day, like brushing my teeth. You just don't brush your teeth once and you're done for life, right? It's a constant thing that you do every single day, fully accepting and loving yourself. And if you mess up, you still need to love and accept yourself, right? So it's a constant practice. And I think that when we're comfortable in our skin and we're comfortable in who we are, um, it doesn't matter what other people have to say about us. Uh, I feel, I, <laughs> Gustavo, you're literally taking me back. I feel like I'm on my yoga mat at Wanderlust <laughs> in Shavasana as you are, you are giving, you're sharing your wisdom with the class. Like I, it, you're taking me back. It is so nice. Um, Gustavo, thank you so, so, so much again. You are such a special person and I'm so, I'm so truly excited to share your story and introduce you to the audience I and for them to um to get to know you a little bit better too uh if they're if your story um resonated with somebody who's listening and they wanted to reach out what's the best way for somebody to uh to get in contact with you you can uh literally like throw a rock you'll find me um smoke signals work as well but uh, I usually hang out more on Instagram my handle is at Gustavo A Padron P-A-D-R-O-N or also my email, hello at gustavopadron.com. Amazing. And wait, also, I, I'm actually curious about this. Where, for the Austin folks in town or people visiting Austin, where can we find you? Where can we take your classes? Because I know it's shifted since I since I lived there. It has shifted. So I, um, I teach for uh, Equinox right now. That is the only place that I teach publicly. Everything else is online through glow, G-L-O.com or I'm available for private classes as well. Amazing. Wait, I have a question. Are the what are your are your classes at Equinox similar to the ones at Wanderlust? Or the yes, formerly yes. known as Wanderlust. I know they changed the name. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> same same intensity for sure. Um only one of them is heated at the moment. Um but uh same intensity, um shorter format. Now they're 45 minutes, but we will still get a lot of work done in in 45 minutes. I'm telling you, anybody listening who is from Austin or is going to be visiting Austin, go find Gustavo's class. They are truly amazing. Um, I will definitely be taking your class next time I visit, and I'm overdue for a visit, so hopefully it'll be soon. I would love that. Yeah, just let us let us let us know when you uh, make your way down here, and we can get you into a class. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Gustavo. Um, of I am course. So excited. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If this week's episode resonated with you, please take a second to subscribe and leave a review. You can find Reaching Out with Michael Constable on Instagram and Twitter at Reaching Out Pod, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Michael Wingsit. Bye bye, see you!